welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast for the week of March 12th. I'm one of your hosts, Filtercord, and today joining me is Kesaria. How's it going? Hey, not too bad. Yeah, we have um, uh, Night Swarm's got some stuff going on this weekend. We had some stuff going on last weekend. Who knows if we'll ever be the same again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess um, hopefully, you know, we're always able to uh, kind of reach out and help get something lined up. So I'm um, glad you could make it today. I think we're going to have a lot of, uh, not really a lot of releases, but a lot of news to talk about. Yeah, um, there's a lot of points we got to cover today. Yeah, and we might be uh, kind of talking about these again uh, next week with Night Swarm. So um, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll definitely get his opinion on some of the stuff. And there's, of course, the uh, Nintendo Direct uh, this, this most recent week. So um, we'll have a lot to share with that and probably multiple weeks of, as more news of that comes out. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, over the last, uh, I guess, couple weeks for you, um, what, what games have you been playing? Um, I've been going back and forth between Friday the 13th and some Rocket League, mm-hmm. but I've been pretty busy, so actually I haven't yeah. been playing too much. So Yeah, that's been my uh, same story for the last couple weeks, too. Um, man, I was hoping, uh, I, I was I was being told that my schedule was going to clear up in uh, after December, but it's, it was a lie. Just kidding, uh, guys. So. Yeah, for real. So, uh, yeah, yeah um, I actually was able to dive in a little bit more to uh, Halo Wars 2. Um, I've actually been enjoying that a lot. Like, the uh, the first Halo Wars game was pretty good. I do, I, I, I like the Halo universe. I'm really not a fan of the, uh, like, main, like, first-person games. Yeah. Um, it's just not really my style, and it's, like, a really quick uh, first-person shooter, and I'm more, like... When stuff's first person, like I liked Bioshock, but even Bioshock was getting a little like loose for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely prefer like the first person RPGs, uh, Fallout's, uh, Skyrim. Yeah. Um, I, I just can't handle that fast pacedness. I, I don't have the reflexes for it. But uh, yeah, the first Halo Wars game had like a really good story. I thought um, it was really interesting to kind of take on that more um, grand view of what was going on. Halo Wars 2 story is, like, really bad. I don't like it. I don't like the, like, core conceit. But the gameplay is really good. Um, the I just play the campaign modes of these. And uh, it's a lot more, like, um, kind of like StarCraft 2's campaign. Like, each mission is really focused. And it's like, okay, in this mission, we're using teleporters. And we're going to, like, jump around all over the map in weird places. And you have to coordinate your guys between teleporters and not have them out in the open because they'll get hit out there and then uh you know another mission will be all right we need to capture these three points but the enemies are going to try to capture the three and they're going to try to attack your base so you need to manage like multiple zones like um i like when the campaign like really spices up each mission uh so i've been enjoying that i'm looking to probably beat that um probably within a week or two I kind of want to crank that out. And then uh, also, um, The Sims Mobile came out. Um, I don't really know when that released, because especially on Android, like, mobile releases are kind of weird. They just kind of, like, show up, and it might be yeah. early access or it might be full release. It's hard to tell. So, um, yeah, I've been I've been kind of checking that out. I haven't gotten super into it. I don't typically like mobile games, and uh, I actually do like The Sims a lot on PC. So usually when you see, like, a... When there's a game that you really like and a lot of it's been stripped out, it's hard to like it, even if it's something that you are already into. Because it's like, oh, this is like that other game I could be playing that's way better. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, haven't haven't really been super into that, but I'm at least trying to check it out. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's jump into the games releasing. We have a ton of news to cover, so um, we'll kind of cruise through these a little bit. Um, there's really only I guess one or two that I'm excited for, and then there's some like, okay, I, I see that was coming out. It's yeah. kind of expected. Um, so yeah, March thirteenth. Uh, we're going to get the Devil May Cry HD collection um, again. <laughs> There's been a couple of these. <laughs> yeah. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, PC. Um, basically, it's the same as the uh, PS3 and Xbox 360 version. Uh, it's going to come with Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry 2, and Devil May Cry 3, Dante's Awakening. And of course, it's like the um, what the like complete versions of those. So you have like the alternate uh, unlocks that you can get at the end of the game. Like you can play as Virgil and DMC3. Um, stuff like that. I'm kind of surprised they didn't include. Uh, there was also four, and then there was DMC, the uh, Ninja Theory game that I, I think didn't really do as well. It's kind of surprising that they wouldn't also release those. Um, I guess if it didn't do well, they didn't want to like you know take the good package with like some yeah. Garbage, I, I mean guess. yeah, four was kind of iffy. Like I liked four a lot. But it was one of the first ones that I actually got into on my own. Mm. Um, and then uh, DMC, I just played a little tiny bit of that. and didn't really get super into the newer one. Um, but yeah, you know, it's cool. I, I, I've, I think I've gone on record as saying I'm a fan of like the HD collection, HD remake type thing. Um, it's always cool when people can play stuff that maybe they haven't played before. Um, so yeah, I'm basically, you know, generally a fan of that. Um, yeah, and I mean, all for, like, nostalgia, if you've already played it, just right. getting to re-experience it all over again is pretty nice. Yeah, and I'm getting ready to, like, replay uh, Last of Us, so... Oh, yeah. I definitely feel that. Um, yeah, so then also on March 13th on Steam, we're going to see Cube 2. It's a first-person action puzzle game that's spelled Q-U-B-E. Cube. <laughs> um, no, it's not a Cubert sequel. <laughs> Still waiting on that. Unfortunately. Yeah, I know. Um, so on March 15th, I'm really excited about this, actually. Um, Surviving Mars is coming to PC, PS4, and the X-Bone. Um, that's coming from Paradox Interactive, uh, specifically from Hamamont Games. Um, they're kind of, a, I think, um, kind of like a newer entry into the Paradox lineup. Uh, basically, it is like build a space colony on Mars and like keep your people alive. Um, so I'm a big fan of these types of games. I've gotten a couple in the past. I'm trying to think of a name of one. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, in, in general, I'm really a big fan of, like, the, uh, the whole, like, city builder genre. Um, and then specifically when you get into, like, a little bit of, like, survival simulation in that, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, it's kind of yeah. got, like, a cool look. Um, on Steam, if you own City Skylines, you get a 10% discount on Surviving Mars. So possibly hit that up um okay yeah i feel uh, like surviving mars might be like something like you know what we kind of wanted with what no man's sky was supposed to be um, cool space stuff but well yeah it's like um i guess this would be like uh from the like world builder viewpoint Mm -hmm. um which I Where, like. I like to collect. I like to build, and I like to tinker with stuff. So that's like that's cool with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, overall, it's a really cool looking game. If you if you kind of go check it out and uh, look at screenshots or whatever, um, it looks really cool. It's got like the domes, 
of mm -hmm. uh, you know everything's all the cities built inside the dome and everything. And there's a couple other games coming out that uh, I'm super looking forward to that are similar style. Um, I know like Industries of Titan is uh, you're on like one of the moons of Saturn and you're like setting up your uh, that one's like a little bit more of like a business sim, but uh, seems really cool and it's definitely something I want to check out. Okay. Um, a lot of good city building stuff coming out. Um, and then on March 16th, uh, we're getting uh, Kirby Star Allies for the Switch. So another mainstream uh, Nintendo game um, for the Switch, which is definitely appreciated. Um, but yeah, Kirby Star Allies. It, it's looking pretty cool. I mean, you're, you're kind of like building up a party. Um, it looks like it's uh, like up to four players um, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, that's definitely one to uh, check out as well. Um, it's got a lot of characters from uh, previous Kirby games, like well-known uh, characters and or monsters that you can kind of <coughs> interact with and play as with your friends. Yeah. Um, so that's looking pretty cool. I believe, uh, let me double check on this. Yes, there is going to be a, a demo on the Switch that might, uh, probably when you're listening to this, it's available. Um, so potentially check that out. Uh, if it sounds like something you're interested in. Uh, I mean, Kirby game, it's kind of hard to say no to that. Especially multiplayer. Yeah. That's and definitely, then, like, a fun one. Yeah. It, it looks pretty good. I mean, I'm not usually a fan of the, like, core Nintendo games, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I was a big fan of the uh, N64 Kirby, what was that, Dream? Uh, oh, there's so many. I'm trying to remember all the names. Like, sure. um... So, I mean, if you look up, like, Kirby games, you're going to have, like, all this stuff pop There's up. been a couple. Kirby and 64. The Crystal Shards. Ah. That was a good one. That was a good one. So, um, yeah, definitely look forward to that. And like I said, there's going to be a demo for that, too, so keep an eye out on your Switch. Um, and then on March 16th, another remastered game, Burnout Paradise Remastered, coming to PS4 and Xbox One. That's pretty cool. I mean, Burnout kind of died out, um, I don't know, 10, 5, 10 years ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's cool that um, EA is kind of recognizing, like, okay, Paradise was like our last good Burnout game. Let's just go ahead and slap that bad boy out again, see if people are into it. And if they are, maybe make a new Burnout, maybe make Burnout Paradise. There wasn't Burnout Paradise 2, wasn't there? So maybe make like three. Yeah. Um, kind of test in the water to see if that's yeah. what people want. Right. I think that's smart. I mean, um, you don't want to take, like, big risks and lose a bunch of money and then have to do some, like, Star Wars Battlefront 2 shit on me. Yeah. So um, anything they can do to, like, keep it up, I'm, I'm all for. Um, I'll, probably, I'll probably pick this up. I'm usually not a big fan of racing games, but uh, Burnout Paradise is different, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's all about them wrecks. Boy... It's like it's almost like Sniper Elite with cars. You get those like multiple angle like X-ray slow mo like here's your car just getting fucked up. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a fan of that. <clears throat> so um, yeah, of course, as always, uh, let us know on uh, Facebook.com/backslash/MammothGamesInc or on Twitter at MammothGamesInc uh, if we missed any games. If there's something that just came out that you're absolutely loving and uh, you haven't heard anybody talk about it shoot it our way we'll give it a shout out um yeah i mean it's definitely something that we you know 
a couple of weeks ago we did a really bad job like we missed half of the games that came out so oh, um <laughs> it's definitely good like i i love when somebody's like hey dumbass here's this thing like obviously you just weren't paying attention like you missed this huge game like i missed stuff that i bought and downloaded and i didn't yeah. say that it was coming out it was pretty heavy so um well, we definitely appreciate like a large list of stuff too like this yeah week. yeah so i mean this this week it's kind of unacceptable we, we spent like multiple days combing through news and releases and shit so uh yeah definitely let us know um so yeah we wanted to get into um you know demos freebies uh kind of cool things to check out um, of course, I already mentioned the uh, Kirby Star Allies demo. I'm definitely going to get that because I think that might be uh, another Switch game I'd be interested in. Um, I'm going to cruise over this until we have a video, so we'll save that for next week. Let me uh, I'll, I'll, uh, highlight this for myself. Um, so, uh, ARMS, which is the Nintendo like funky fighting game, is having a three-day, quote, test punch uh, starting on March 31st. Um, I guess they're just trying to get like the gospel of arms out there. Uh, we were kind of talking about this before the show a little bit. Like, it didn't really hit with a lot of people, and I think a lot of people didn't even give it a chance. Um, I don't really know that if it's my thing, but I mean, if 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 this is something that somebody wants and they just never got a chance to check it out, I mean, yeah, give it to them. Yeah, I mean, as like I had said before. I just kind of was like, oh, yeah, I remember when it was first talked about. I'm like, okay, so that, that kind of is interesting. Maybe I'll check that out. But it didn't stick with me. Like, I forgot yeah. about it again and again. So I'm not really sure what it is. It's just not really grabbing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, if, if like I said, if, somebody, if, if that's somebody's thing, check it out and get your friends to play it if you were, like, a diehard supporter. Um it's coming up, I guess, March 31st, April 1st, and April 2nd, I imagine. Um, should be free to play around that time. Uh, and then H1Z1 actually has fully launched as free to play, um, which is smart for, you know, a game that's primarily about, like, streaming. Mm. Um, I mean, Fortnite proved that, and we, we do have some Fortnite news later on, but uh, we were just talking about that as well, where, you know, PUBG came out, it was a phenomenon. All kinds of sales, breaking records and shit. And Fortnite is just blowing that shit up. So it's yeah. it's the only difference is that Fortnite's free. I mean, otherwise, it's probably a worse game as far as the Battle Royale mode goes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, H1Z1, it's a smart move. H1Z1 lost a lot of their streamers to PUBG. So mm -hmm. um, they're, they're trying to win a little bit of that market share back. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but if you've been waiting to check that game out or, you know, if just for some reason you want to jump in and see if it's your kind of thing now, uh, it's, uh, now is the time for sure. Yeah, unfortunately, it's like <clears throat> kind of one of those things like, well, you know, my lunch isn't going to be as good, but it's free. So, you know, hey, how can you pass up free? Yeah. Yeah. If I hear that there's a free lunch coming up, I'll put away like, you know, Michelin star, like professionally prepared like i spent 40 bucks for these leftovers like if i'm getting a free lunch i'm eating a free lunch that day it doesn't matter what it is yeah there's nothing better than free food so <coughs> exactly. i mean <laughs> um okay so yeah let's go ahead and jump into the news um so yeah like i said there's a lot there's a lot this week we're coming up on uh getting to the time when um like some e3 leaks are going to start happening so i think a lot of companies are trying to get ahead of that mm -hmm. um 
And a lot of companies are like, hey, we're going to announce this game at E3. So just so that if there is a leak, they're, they're kind of ahead of the curve on that and they're not getting fucked on it. Um, so yeah, one thing, um, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 has been announced. Uh, we already know that it'll be releasing on October 12th of this year. Um, man, I don't know. Is, is Call of Duty's time over? I mean, Black Ops is one of their most successful franchises, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it's it's kind of hard to tell. It depends who you talk to because mm-hmm. I know plenty of people who are still, you know, deep into Call of Duty. But, I mean, I have heard some people like, you know, they're not doing, you know, they're not putting out as much good content as they used to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've heard both sides of it. Yeah, I've unfortunately I can't really say either way because I never really grabbed onto it. It was never something that was mm-hmm. really my thing. So, yeah, it's um, you know, I mean, I guess as long as it's making money, as long as people are happy with it, keep doing it. I'm you know, it's it's kind of like a, like Destiny Two was a bit of a flop, but I know people that played a lot of Destiny Two and are still fans. So it's like, you know, if that's for them, that's fine. It's just not for me. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like if they're happy with their purchase, then yeah. who am I to tell them that they can't be happy with it? Hey, man, I bought... I was just making fun of it this episode. I bought Battlefront 2. I was standing by it. Like, I'm never going to spend another penny other than my initial purchase price. And I'm upset of how they handled pretty much everything about the game. But yeah. the core game is, is there, and it's what I was expecting. So, you know, it's kind of hard to talk shit on that sometimes. Um, but yeah, along with this announcement... Um, Black Ops 3, which came out in 2015, has actually had um, some updates. Um, It's got a new mode and a new map. Um, The mode is called Infected, uh, which originally appeared in uh, Modern Warfare 3. It's been in Ghost, Advanced Warfare, and Infinite Warfare. Um, One player is randomly chosen, basically, and their goal is to infect everybody else. Um, but yeah, so basically, like, infect everybody, or if you can manage to not be infected for the whole game, you win. Um, and then the new map that was added is called Redwood Snow. It's a snow-covered version of the uh, Redwood map that is already in the game. Hmm. Um, so that's cool. I don't, like, it seems like just kind of a skin. Like, it doesn't really feel like a new map, but there could be significant changes. I obviously haven't seen it. So, um, you know, there could have been some significant changes to it by you know more than just adding like white on the ground (laughs) so i mean um, when you're gonna hear like your feet crunching on the snow that's cool you know um like are there things that the snow changes about the map like does it change elevations does it change like normal path routes like does it make you like run slower because you're trekking through it like that type of stuff yeah that'd be badass um so yeah and then uh we'll just keep rolling along here um because then it would be kind of like harder difficulty because it's like, you know, you have to account and strategize for your right. different environment. That so. could be really cool. I doubt that they do that. Like, I bet that the the level, like the topology of the levels changed, but I really doubt they would significantly change the gameplay. But, I mean, might as well experiment. It's, it's you know, three, four years old now. Might as well have fun with it. I mean, it's like the kind of situation where it's like if you're playing a game and you come up to a river and you run through it no problem, and you're like, uh It's kind of weird. Immersion yeah. is killed. Like, yeah. you know, make me slow down a little bit or something. Hey, man, try running in the water. It's weird. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, you know, another reveal. Um, 
Tom Clancy's Division 2. Uh, we don't have any details on it, but we do know um, E3 2018, we're going uh, to get the scoops. So um, definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, that's kind of interesting. Like, again, it's another game that I tried it out. It's not really my thing. I'm, I'm really not into, like, multiplayer in general. And then multiplayer shooter, definitely not. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really my thing either because yeah. I'm kind of particular. But, I mean, it does have a big following, so. It does. I mean, Division uh, really held on to a market. And then when uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands came out, like, Ubisoft's kind of been killing it with the, uh, like, MMO shooters. So, mm. I can definitely see Division 2 doing extremely well. And I can see people being really excited for it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, the... Uh, I want to get a little more detail on it, so give me a minute to kind of do some yeah. research here. But um, Elon Musk has an AI um, owned by one of his companies, of course. And um, basically, this uh, the uh, in esports, there's been a lot of stuff where different companies are training uh, AIs to like learn MOBA games or any kind of competitive game, and apparently. Um, one of the better human competitors, uh, one of the, one of the best Dota two players, kind of got his ass whipped by this AI, which is pretty cool. Um, I know that they've this the company's Open AI. They've been training an AI to handle an entire team, and they want to take on. Basically, they want to let the uh, the international Dota two <coughs> championship take place. Find the best team that beat all the other teams, and it be, beat them two out of three, and all that, and then have them face the AI. And see how good the AI is, really. Wow, yeah. Which is really cool, I think. Um, it's cool. It'll be scary to see the results, kind of. Yeah, You'll yeah. be like, how far have we gone? <laughs> I mean, you can definitely see, like, uh, AI. I think the ideal use of AI in gaming is to, like, um, find a way to definitively say things. Like, if you get two AIs with significant... Um, ability like they're both really good basically you'd be able to prove like okay this character has an advantage against this other unit because these two are both essentially perfect players that have you know perfect timing they have ex they know exactly how long it takes for cooldowns to prepare they know exactly how weapons are going to work because it's a computer it's just doing math um you'd be able to like verifiably say like okay so like you know, Shadow Warlord is always going to beat Fire Mage or whatever. Because it just has these, like, built-in advantages. So you'd be able to, like, kind of weasel out some stuff. Now, if they start using these things in tournaments, then what's the point? Yeah. Like, um, I don't really know what the goal is. I think it, I think basically it's just an easy way to show off, like, your cool-ass AI. It's like, yeah, oh, look I, at, like... I think it, it's most about just the seeing, like, what it can actually accomplish. Right. And it, it makes sense. I mean, um... You know, it's a lot easier for AI to control software than it is for it to control hardware. And we just saw a fucking video of a dog opening a door. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That, like, uh, what is it, the Spot Mini? Like, with the evil claw. Um, <laughs> that's horrific. And, like, it's way more difficult to do things in the real world than it is to simulate it on software. So it's not really surprising. I mean, we've had AIs beating, like, chess grandmasters for years. Uh, you know, being able to beat humans like 99% of the time at checkers 
they're starting to beat like Go players, and Go is like one of the most complex games in the world. So, you know, it's pretty, it, it's 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 really interesting, but it's kind of like, what did we learn here? Like, of course, a machine is better than a human at like making mathematical decisions. Um, but you know, still cool. It's definitely like it's cool to watch the match. Um, so definitely like check that out and like keep an eye on AI just like whipping humans' asses because that's coming in the first great war robot war. Uh, when we get President like Firestick Prime, um, it's all going downhill from there. So speaking of uh, horrifying technological nightmare, <laughs> um, Aspir media who we've actually talked about on the podcast a little bit um they're kind of uh up and coming publisher it seems like um so previously they've only like ported games and now they're moving out and they are uh creating original uh vr titles it looks like and their first one is horror mystery game torn um it's described as a blend of twilight zone and black mirror it takes players through an up-close adventure of an eccentric, reclusive scientist's twisted and abandoned mansion. Um, ooh, it's set in 1953. That's really cool. Um, oh, sorry. Originally it was 1953. Now, 64 years later, you break into his laboratory and check it out. So, but it, either it's way. It's really cool because you get to see like the architecture mm -hmm. of some place from 1953. So, that'll be really cool. Right. So, uh, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Um, VR, did it say what system it's going to be for? Uh, PSVR Oculus Vive. Yeah. Uh, it says this spring. It seems like a little late to announce, but um, who knows? And then talking about technology going right, um, Washington State uh, is passing its own net neutrality protection law. Um so that's pretty cool. And Which realistically, is a really good thing. <laughs> like the states probably should have just done this like originally. It's not a good idea to rely on executive orders to get your um, agenda passed because it's so easy to undo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, um, you know, we have a, a link. You can go to Engadget and uh, look up, they, they have a link to the actual bill, like a PDF version, so you can check that out. I, I always think that's really interesting to look at, like, official documentation. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, basically, um, you know, they're they're going to specifically make sure that um, any kind of broadband internet service cannot block lawful content, application, services, or non-harmful devices subject to network management, impair or degrade lawful internet traffic, or engage in paid prioritization. Which, you know, that's actually better written than the original net neutrality executive order was. So, good on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, we still don't know yet uh, what's going to happen with net neutrality. It's got that April, what, April 26th deadline or something like that, but... Yeah, that's, like, when they have, like, the deadline to do something about it, so we'll have to see. Typically, like, that day or, like, they are able to get it extended and a few days later, they just kind of fix it, so... Uh, who knows what'll happen? I mean, government is really weird. Um, Plus, they already it. shut down a couple times, so let's not do that yeah. anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, just shut down fully. Forever. 
Yeah, it's like if you're going to uh, shut down, then just do it for real. Really do it. I mean, like, shut down for a week, please. That's a week paid vacation for everybody. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's cool. It, I think we're going to see more um, kind of similar things moving in that direction. Uh, however, uh, we got a really weird kind of Black Mirror uh, proposed law in uh, Rhode Island. Yeah, so I was like, um, Washington is taking a step forward, and Rhode Island well, is taking a step back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is this is kind of interesting. Um, okay, here we go. So, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm against this necessarily. State legislators introduced a bill that would require residents in, of Rhode Island to pay a one-time twenty-dollar fee to access pornography. Or um, other offensive materials. So I don't know. Yeah, who, it depends on what they mean to, by that. Yeah, who gets to decide what's like, offensive? I've got my anarchist cookbook downloaded. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I like, mean, they're obviously <laughs> going to, like, you know, take that all away. But for $20, you know. $20, but only once. It's yes. really weird. Um, but it's like their reasoning for it is they're trying to basically seek to get rid of child pornography. Okay, but. Is that the argument? Yes, yes How? it is. They said they also seek to get rid of child pornography and revenge porn and human trafficking websites. But you see, you're giving them an easy way. They're just going to pay the $20. Yeah. Like, like, okay, I can see. The only one I can see is the revenge porn. Because yes. theoretically, if you wanted to upload it, you would have to... To upload hey. it, you would have to go to this website. You'd have to put a $20 fee, and you'd have to put your name and driver's license and your legal information with that revenge porn, and then that person could sue the shit out of you. Yeah, that makes sense. But I don't think it's going to stop child it's obviously or human trafficking. So, I Dude, mean, there's, I, not, <laughs> there's not human trafficking websites. <laughs> like, you can't go to, like, uh, like findmealittlegirl.net. Please don't type yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, even if, like, the people that do are using Tor and shit. Like, they're not on Google Chrome, you know? Like, yeah, uh, I mean, or they're, like, they're using, you can just, you can turn on, like, a VPN and just say, oh, hey, I'm in Vermont, not Rhode Island, and just get around it, like, instantly. It's free. I mean, yeah. Avast has uh, Avast uh, antivirus, which I recently, like, fully bought into, so I might have some shit to talk about them later, but for right now, everything's good. They, they'll give you a free VPN, which I mean, all it does is mask you or whatever. But you can get VPNs that make it make you appear to be from somewhere else. It's not a big deal. It, usually, yeah, it's like, free. I have the free version of Avast. Like I've always right, yeah, thought that's it was pretty good. So, I so mean, it's like <laughs> it's really weird. It, it's not going to stop anything. It's just totally not like, thought they're, out. They're trying to say that like the money that they're going to collect, the twenty dollars fees, are going to fund you know the human trafficking like mm. operate you know like to, to fight it and stuff like that, that but, be, i mean i can i can get i understand that they're trying to do a good thing but just raise everybody's taxes by the equivalent for the average person of 20 dollars a year and then use that to fight child trafficking or whatever you know what i mean like uh, it's really weird See, so you'll have like these people like, well, I don't watch porn, so I'm gonna save yeah right dollars you know that 20 dollars i'll just save that money I don't believe yeah, that shit. So. <laughs> Everybody in the state is going to pay $20. I mean, come on, dude. I bought that VR headset for a reason. 
I mean, the biggest <sighs> thing is like it it says, you know, just offensive material. So it's like, okay, well, you're, you're leaving that so open ended yeah. to what it's going to block. And it's like, it just, okay. So it's like, <laughs> maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's one of those, like, you know, when people introduce bills that they know are going to lose, then they're just being like sassy. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it's like that. Like, if you say, like, automatically block quote unquote offensive material, like, that's completely unenforceable and it's unconstitutional. Like, automatically, that's not ever going to pass. So they're just, like, trying to get out of it, basically. So maybe somebody. I would like to see the PDF on that, like, how they word it. If they say just, like, offensive material, what they actually say. (laughs) Yeah, they better, like, I want, like, not only specifics, but I want it to be graphic fucking specifics. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I want to be disgusted reading it. Um, Speaking of being disgusted. um, So the. well, the first major um, DLC coming to South Park, The Fractured Butthole, uh, from dusk <laughs> till Casa Bonita. <laughs> so, um, basically, the uh, it's, it's coming out on March 20th. There's going to be a new hero type and a new story campaign. Oh, um, damn. So, Mysterion's sister has gotten involved with the vampire kids. Uh, who have taken over Casa Bonita as a headquarters. It's up to you and the gang to restore order to Cartman's favorite restaurant and to rescue Mysterion's sister from the influence of the vamp kids. The new Netherborn class can wield four powers of the occult and works alongside a support witch named Henrietta the Goth. The DLC also lets you dress up in goth outfits. Um, it's going to be, if you did not get the gold uh, edition that had the season pass, it'll be $12. To get from dusk till Casa Bonita, which is hilarious, I love it. Goddamn vampires! Like while you're reading that, I'm like vampires. So I'm like, I'm so glad that I didn't pick my, you know, my weakness to be vampires. I picked old <laughs> people, so I'm good. Damn. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, I guess I'll I'll go ahead and throw in now. Um, the uh, fractured but whole the whole game. Uh, is coming to Switch on April 24th. Um, that was part of the Nintendo Direct, and we'll get into the rest of that later. But, um, yeah, you'll be able to play uh, Fractured But Whole on the Switch. Starting April 24th, it will include... Um, I don't know if it'll include it, but the DLC will be available to buy as well. So I imagine there'll probably be another gold edition of the game that you can get. Um, I'm not 100% which, sure on that. But. Which means I get to take it, you know, out in public mm-hmm. where, you know, I can turn the volume all the way up and then I can just keep hitting, you know, the cube of destruction <laughs> in the basement <laughs> and have Cartman just say, hey, I said don't touch that asshole. Like, That's good. Yeah, like... As soon, I mean, it was one of those things where I saw the, like, the Casa Bonita thing and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, when I lived uh, in Denver, um, I was, like, really into Casa Bonitas as a kid. <laughs> and uh, obviously it was before I ever saw South Park or anything. So um, when they started showing it on the show and, like, especially when Cartman runs up and he's like, ooh, Black Bart's Cave, like, it just blew my mind because it was, like, <laughs> something I already knew about, you know. And now people make, like, pilgrimages to Casa Bonitas because of South Park. Um, mm. actually we were trying to set one up a while, a couple years ago. So, uh, it's kind of funny, but, um, yeah, I, I like, once I saw that it's coming to switch, I'm like, fuck, I don't even need it on Xbox to be honest. Like this should be a switch only nope. game. Like, <laughs> um, so uh, I'm probably gonna be flipping over to that, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Let's roll on. This one is, um, I don't know, to me really unexpected. Um, and I'm like a relatively big 
supporter of like the GameStop way. Um, Congregate, which is GameStop's like addictinggames.com basically. Um, yeah. They have announced a digital download service, which they're calling Cartridge with a K. Bet you didn't yeah. see that coming. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Congregate basically is like, you know, it's the web portal that has all the like Flash or, um, you know, internet browser games. Um, yeah. They've also been a publisher of several titles. Um, in fact, uh, Game Trust uh, was split off of uh, Congregate originally, which is, uh, that's GameStop's like publishing brand. Um, so yeah, I think like GameStop sees the writing on the wall and they're like, dude, we're fucked if we can't like get out of here. Like the, the physical store mm-hmm. is not, I mean, it's I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's five years left. And that's I mean, not it's, a very it's long time for too businesses. Easy to just download digital copies, mm-hmm. especially like in my household, where I know it's kind of different because you know we have two gamers, so two PlayStation fours, you know, yeah. one upstairs and downstairs. It's a lot easier when you know we both have PlayStation Plus and we can just download it. You know, like well, you usually. have like the you have the like family uh, connected accounts. Yeah, so I mean, it makes it easier when I can download it digitally and not have to like buy another copy or even right. buy another disc, like because that's really that's not cool. It's not it, it you know it's not like you would want to buy the same game twice like in a row like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's different if you lost a game after you've played it and you're like, mm-hmm. I really like this game, so I'm gonna buy it again. But it's like, you know, like, man, I have to buy this twice. <laughs> like, you know, to begin with, it just sucks. Yeah, I mean, like, it's hard to, um, uh, I don't know, like, I, I really like physical. And it's something that I, like, I really beat the drum on it. Like, I have, um, I have a little over 500 um, Blu-rays, DVDs. Uh, I have some 4K DVDs now, and I have uh, a lot of TV series. Like, I'm a collector, and I like I don't collect um, like collector's edition games or things like that. But I collect a lot of media, and I get like hardcover and like softcover books. I have a ton of books. Um, I don't really like for some reason I don't collect games. I don't really know why that is, but I like to have the physical version of it, and before I give it up, yeah. and. Um, even with me, it's like, dude, I'd rather just get the game digital. Like, I'm probably not going to... I'm going to play it once and then never play it again anyways. So, there's really no reason for it to, like, take up a bunch of room. Um, yeah, I think it's, like, for me, too, the mentality is, like, you know, when I have kids, it's, like... Dude, that shit's going to get broke. Yeah, physical things, like, it's really hard. Like, we, we do have, like, you know, Pop Funkos at my house. Mm-hmm. You know, we have some things that, you know, we're able to put on, like, display. But, I mean, there's only, like, so much. I, I can't collect everything. I can't, like, have that stuff just displayed on a case because, you know, kids will get into it. They'll break mm-hmm. it. You know, it'll get damaged. So, to me, I've always just kind of bypassed that whole, like, collecting the games. I'm just, like, it's just easier to not have to worry about... A disc getting scratched or broken, you know, it just, it's easier. Um, hold on. I just, uh, made, like, a really weird discovery. Um, GameStop doesn't own Congregate anymore. Weird. Um, I'm looking into this now. That's not a good move, GameStop. That's really weird. 
That's uh, good. MTG, <laughs> Swedish entertainment company, Modern Times Group, acquired GameStop's Congregate for a value of $55 million. Oh. This was in 2017. Why didn't I hear about that? Okay, so GameStop's fully fucked and they're going to be dead forever. Sorry. R.I.P. Yeah, I mean... It's like they're just like the the weird kids, like you know, no, you know, physical copies are coming back, you know, like Damn. I'll be ready. All you guys will see. <laughs> That's fucking uh, grim. It's it's over. Damn, it was a good run while it lasted, uh-huh. I guess. Well, um, I mean, GameStop. Yikes! It, it's GameStop. So they just I make mean, bad business decisions. Is what they do. Yeah, I mean, the last time that like. You know, Jesse and I went in there. Like, Jesse just wanted to purchase one game. And it's like, he goes to check out. And he's informed of, like, you know, three other possible pre-orders he could do. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. You know? It was a... I used to get, like... When I worked at GameStop... I'm not bragging over here. But the, <laughs> I used to get really good, like, uh, customer ratings. Like, my surveys were really good. And people would write comments, which is usually hard to get. And my employee ranking would be shit because I didn't do a lot. I didn't get very many pre-orders. I didn't get very many uh, subscri- like power-up cards or anything. But I was really nice to customers. And like, it was weird because every month I was in like the bottom three or four employees in the district, which is like you know over 100 people. And then I would be like in the top two or three or four of customer reports or whatever. So... Um, it was always like I couldn't really get in trouble for being in the bottom because I was doing so well with like customer reviews, but I also wasn't really rewarded for that because I was always doing so bad on subs. I mean, and that's weird because I know I had applied once and nobody even attempted to call me. It's like I went in there one time to, mm. you know, my local location and it's like I went in there and you know, it was one of the occasions that they dressed up and there was a girl dressed up as Link, and I, you know, was like, oh, it's, you know, that's really nice, you know, it's cool, you guys are cosplaying, and she basically ignored me, like, she mm-hmm. acted like she hated being there, and that she was just like, you know, kind of, uh, just there, and it was like, well, that just ruins my experience, like. Yeah, I don't know, like, um, it really depends, like, the company wants to make everybody super naggy and annoying. Yeah. Um, they want their employees to be like that because that does get sales sometimes. But it's like, dude, I would rather get a lot of every once in a while stop in and say hello customers rather than two customers that come in and spend way too much money on stuff. And like, we know what they do because we talk to them. And I know that these people can't afford all the shit they're buying. But like the GameStop employees are like their only friends. It's really brutal. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like... A sad situation because it's like, you know, you can get like somebody who doesn't really know a whole lot. Like, oh, I'm trying to buy, you know, something for my son or whatever. And they're not really in the know-how. And Mm -hmm. so they can be easily taken advantage of, right? And it's like, okay, so you make that money. But, I mean, eventually at some point they're going to realize that you took advantage of them. And then they're not going to come back. Yeah. You know, and they're going to be like, oh, well, I didn't really need all this or, you know, they weren't into this instead of, you know, trying to draw in the customers of like actual mm-hmm. gamers that right. like they go in there knowing what they want. Like, you know, just be real with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I'm excited for uh, the congregate, like, um, what I want to say, like the curated um, storefront or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm into that. But 
uh, actually, I don't, I don't know whether I'm more excited or not that it's not GameStop. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to see. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. Time will tell. All right. Um, so yeah, another thing that seems like a really horrible idea. Um, I, I just, I can't process this. Like, I saw it from a couple people shared this news story, and I was like, no, that's not real. Like, I know for sure that this is fake. And then I saw, like, it's real, and I just have no idea how. Uh, Fortnite Battle Royale is coming out on mobile. Hmm. Um, so, like, that in itself is not, like, anything crazy or anything. But what's crazy is that it's the full same game. It's not a dumbed-down version at all. It's the exact same game. How's that fucking possible? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, I call bullshit. Like, Yeah, like, I don't believe that. They're like, okay, so it's the same 100 player. How the fuck can a phone handle 100 players? Like, not even considering how good the graphics are or whatever, how can the network handle that? And if you're playing on your fucking... You know, if you're not playing on Wi-Fi, that's going to be fucked. There's no way that your fucking T-Mobile fucking 4G is going to be able to handle a 100-player game that runs on PS4, Xbox One, and PC and Mac. Um, but yeah, they're claiming same gameplay, same map, same content, same weekly updates. Um, it's coming out on iOS uh, starting this Monday, and uh, Android's coming within a few months. Android's always a little behind. Uh, RIP. But they said it'll even support cross-play between PS4, PC, Mac, iOS, and eventually Android. Jesus. They're really I don't just, understand how that'll work. I don't believe it. They're really just, like, going for, like, the ultimate goal to, like, bring everybody together. All gamers will be one. Cross-play. Phone, you know, playing together. Just, jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... It's really, it's, it's really weird. Like, I just don't understand how that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm pretty doubtful about that. So I, mean, I mean, okay, mobile is really powerful. Like, and I do, I, I mean, I mention it every once in a while when I'm talking to people about, like, technology where it's like, okay, your mobile phone is, like, way more powerful than a, like, a 2004 laptop. But it's not this powerful. A yeah. 2004 laptop can't play Fortnite, you know? Yeah. It's really weird. I don't understand how it's how it's feasible, but we'll, we'll see if they can pull it off. I guess Epic would be the one to do it. Um, so we'll have to see where it goes. Um, speaking of seeing where it goes, something I'm really excited to uh, see more of. Um, Red Bull Games, of all places, is sharing um, the new um, title uh, Spellbound from Chucklefish, which was the uh, Stardew Valley um was Chucklefish the, uh, yeah, it was the publisher. Um, but yeah, basically Spellbound is like a magic school, like Harry Potter-ish vibe. Um, with that kind of similar to uh, Stardew Valley graphics. Um, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see uh, a little bit more of this. They didn't, they didn't put out a whole lot about it, but it's a pretty good um, little interview. Um, but yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely something to check out. I mean, it looks really great from what I've seen. It almost is like Pokemon, uh, like you know, 3ds like Pokemon style graphics. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited with that, uh, to see more of that, to kind of get a chance to check that out because it's like, it seems like something pretty new. Um, I don't know, like how many, well, there is that Harry Potter mobile game coming out that looks pretty good actually. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about that last week or a couple weeks ago, but, um, other than that, like what other than Harry Potter is that kind of vibe? Uh, basically nothing. So, um, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool news. I'm excited to hear more about that. Um, I don't think we have a, an expected release or anything for it yet. We'll just have to keep an eye out for that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so speaking of keeping your eye out, there is also um, PS4 uh, so system software version 5.5 uh, launched. Um, looks like the 8th. Um, In Europe, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's it's rolling across. Um, everybody should have it here pretty quickly, I think. Um, basically, one of the main things is that you can customize your home screen with your own images off of a USB. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, playtime management. Uh, if you are set as the like family parent or whatever on a family account, you can actually control how long each um, child account under that can play. So you could limit it to like. Uh, their example is two hours anytime between four and seven, uh, and then four hours between eight a.m. and eight p.m. on the weekend. So if my parents did this to me, I would have called the fucking cops. <laughs> but um, you know, it's kind of a cool idea. Like, the more that I listen to different um, people's opinions and stuff, the more I'm actually kind of agreeing. That's like, it's probably smart to limit your child's exposure to technology to some regard, like. I wouldn't go all out and be like, oh, kids shouldn't play video games or, you know, kids shouldn't have social media or anything. Like, I don't really give a shit, but I can see why you wouldn't want him to just do that 24-7. Well, I know that my son, if I let him, yeah, at four years old, he would play his 2DS all day if I didn't, like, you know, make him take a couple of breaks. You mm -hmm. know, he he gets wrapped up, you know, he loses track of time. Yeah, I mean, I did as a kid I, uh, with the Pokemon games. I would play, like, you know, if there was something going on, like, uh, we like traveled around a lot. Like we would drive from Denver or, uh, Kansas city, Missouri or Oklahoma city. Uh, we would drive back to Ohio for holidays to visit the family, which was like, that's a fucking drive, especially from Colorado. So, you know, some of those drives are like 18 hours. So as long as I was in the car, I was either sleeping, listening to the radio or playing, uh, you know, Pokemon blue. So uh, later on, as my dad moved up, you know, eventually we started flying back and forth. And the whole flight, which is, you know, four or five, six hour flight, I'd be playing, you know. And it's like, you will just do that forever. And I mean, it's not like you're just like sitting around like an idiot. Like you're doing something. There's mm -hmm. some kind of value to that, whether it's, you know. I mean, if I read a book, is that really any more valuable than playing a game? I mean, on both of them, you're reading things and thinking about things. So... Yeah, Usually not a difference, using, but you don't... You're using brain power, you know? Right, uh, but you don't want to do just this one thing forever. That's bad. Yeah. Um, so I get that. Uh, I mean, I can understand it because I had strict parents when I grew up. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, they were basically, like, computer time, gaming time. Like, I mean, they didn't get a computer until I was, like, 16. So wow. I was like, then when we did get one, it was like, you know, my time was managed very heavily. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, I had limits, like very clear limits of what I was allowed to do. And okay. of course, like if I got in trouble, that was the first thing I was grounded from. 
-hmm. like no computer you know nothing so i mean i can remember that sucking as a child so (laughs) yeah i imagine um so yeah i mean you know i kind of get it um yeah there's some other cool stuff included in this uh, update as well um they're working on the library which is good um so basically you can kind of switch up like um split content between what do you own what do you have installed uh what has been installed there's a dedicated playstation plus tab so it shows every playstation plus game that you've ever gotten um that you've ever purchased that you've ever actually taken care of and then under the um under your your purchased library you can actually delete stuff that you don't want anymore so um like demos or like trials of games or just something that you don't want to show up like you don't want to be reminded of the shitty game that you got <laughs> like yeah. you can actually just erase that like you can still go dig it up and download it again in the in the uh, future but it won't show up on your normal um you know library of here's what i've purchased um additionally there's some uh quick menu enhancements uh basically it's all just ui upgrades you'll be able to to uh, access a custom friends drop down list um you can uh, if you're using spotify uh, the square button will be a shortcut for volume um so a couple little things like that uh, notification management you can kind of mess around with that a little bit um you can create uh oh they've actually already created that tournament page uh you can basically upgrade it with uh usb pictures um there's a couple other little things you can mess around with that there is a psvr support icon on games that have some psvr functionality and then um there is super sampling mode um for the ps4 pro which will try to allow the ps4 pro to make just regular hd tvs look better not 4k better but um it'll basically um It'll take uh, 1080p titles up to 20, uh, 2160. So it's a little bit better. You know, it's it's uh, it's basically helping it downscale to regular HD, um, which it, it, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. It'll kind of make the PS4 Pro more marketable too, hopefully. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely... Uh, kind of check some of that stuff out it's been stuff that i know that people have been asking for um so it's cool that some of the stuff made it in (coughs) um okay and then we're gonna go ahead and skip ahead into the nintendo direct massive massive it's like Um, it's like we're going to like really kind of skim over to these yeah um but it's i mean really cool stuff though um yeah so so much (laughs) It's like there's a lot of I mean it's overwhelming honestly. Um Yeah, I guess we'll just have to dive right in. Um basically uh what we heard ahead of time was that this was going to be about um Super Mario Tennis game. Um that was a lie. So uh I'm just going to kind of cruise through <laughs> some stuff. Um so WarioWare Gold uh is coming out August 3rd on 3DS. So, you know, normal WarioWare, you know, minigame collection, uh, not to downplay it. Um, actually, I really like the WarioWare games. Um, there's going to be another, I guess, I, I haven't been keeping up on these, but I guess this is like a second or third game in a Dylan trilogy. Dylan's 
Dead Heat Breakers is coming out May 24th on 3DS. Um, Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story, and Bowser Jr.'s Journey are coming in 2019 on 3DS. Detective Pikachu is coming out March 23rd on 3DS. Uh, and there's going to be an extra large amiibo uh, coming out on the same day that'll work with it. Um, the, uh, the original GameCube Luigi's Mansion is going to come out in 2018 on 3DS. Uh, so I know there was like a 3DS Luigi's Mansion that was a different game. Um, this is just the original game working on 3DS. Um, so of course we've we've talked about uh, Kirby Star Allies. Um, the first free update is coming out on March 28th. Um, Okami HD is coming to the Switch this summer, so that was pretty. Uh, we kind of saw that one coming. Um, mm -hmm. As with a lot of the games that were coming out recently, that's like clearly you can put this on Switch if you just give it a little bit of effort. Um, so we got that coming. Uh, Sushi Striker: The Way of Sushido is coming out on the Switch and 3DS on June 8th. That sounds like kind of a fun, quirky, uh, food-based game. We were just talking about that. That's funny. Yes. <laughs> um, Square Enix is going to have Octopath Traveler uh, coming out July 13th on the Switch, and they did talk about uh, two new characters, and there's going to be a special edition for that as well. Uh, not really surprising from. Um, um, Square Enix, they've been doing the collectors and special editions for like decades. Um, we are going to have uh, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes coming out in 2018. Um, Dark Souls Remastered coming out on Switch on May 25th. Um, there is going to be an amiibo for um, the Praise the Sun guy, Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Like, he's like hyper realistic looking. It's really weird. Um, so yeah, there is also going to be a server test uh, for Dark Souls Remastered on Switch. Uh, we're not sure when that's going to be yet, but we're expecting uh, information on that at some point in the near future. Um, they did actually talk about Mario Tennis. Uh, Mario Tennis Ace Spotlight is coming out June 22nd on Switch. There's going to be 15 playable characters. There's going to be trick shots, special shots, uh, really detailed, really cool environments. Um, there is going to be a pre-launch tournament um, that we're going to get some details on. So they've been doing this with a lot of their games where it's like, hey, check out this cool game that we're making before it comes out and play a tournament. So, like, everybody should be, like, equally shitty at it, hopefully. Um, and we got uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker coming to the Switch on July 13th. Um, Undertale is coming to the Switch. That caught my eye. Um, we're not 100% sure when yet, but that is coming. Um, the... Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is coming to Switch. So again, something that just got remastered that they're basically flipping the, the Switch. Switch. Um, we also have... Uh, I'm excited about this one. Little Nightmares Complete Edition. It was like a oh. uh, claymation, like Tim Burton-y game. Yes. Um, that's coming to the Switch May 18th. Uh, there is going to be an exclusive outfit with a Pac-Man amiibo. Um Ooh. Interesting. Uh, maybe because you'll get eaten if they catch you. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. fucked up. Um, there is going to be uh, new characters, new stages, and a new mode for ARMS. Uh, so we're looking forward for more of that. Um, and that's why they're, that's one reason why they're doing that uh, test punch. Um, Splatoon 2 uh, Update 3.0 has more than 100 pieces of new gear, three new stages, a new rank in the competitive. 
Um, and there's also going to be the Octo expansion coming to the Switch this summer. It's single player paid DLC, $19.99 for that. And finally, the news that everybody who's ever heard of a Switch has been waiting for. Um, there is going to be a Super Smash Brothers title on Switch. Now, it's a little cagey on what that is. It looks... I've seen both. I've seen a lot of my friends, uh, you know, on social media and online, talking about, okay, here's the reasons why it's going to be a remake of a... probably a deluxe edition of the most recent uh, Super Smash Brothers. And then I've seen people saying, okay, here's why it's a new game, and showing similar evidence, you know? So I'm not 100% sure what to think yet. Um, it kind of seems like Sakurai confirmed that it's a new game. Um, he said, like, okay, I am coming back to work on the Switch version. Which is, like, he worked on the last version, so why wouldn't... It, like, yeah. would he have to do any new work? You know what I mean? If it was just a remake? So, yeah, I'm kind of wondering about that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, from, I mean, they really should have a... Um, I think they should put, uh, what was that, 7? Smash Bros. Why do I think 7? Um, whatever the Smash Bros. was on Wii U and then on 3DS. Oh, I was thinking of Mario Kart 7 was on 3DS. Yeah, that was um, Mario Kart. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. But um, the one on... I mean, they should make the Wii U and the 3DS one on Switch. Why not? Yeah. And then also make me a new one, too. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know. Um, either way, I'm going to buy it. I love Smash. Get the, you know, fuck up all your friends, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not to love. If somebody beats me when I'm playing Fox, they were cheating. It's the only possible option. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, <laughs> on top of that, I mean, like, I've always been uh, a big fan of Smash. Um, the The trailer for it's really good like it's kind of like super serious which is really funny from a nintendo game um so yeah I'm, I'm i'm pumped to see more of that it's got like uh it really focuses on like the uh the the squiddy kids from um splatoon mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of funny um so i mean at the very least they're gonna be in it <laughs> as long as uh as well as um you know they do show mario they show uh link so um, we'll have to see where that's going. I mean, I, like I said, I would be happy to get a remaster or a remake of the most recent uh, Smash Brothers game. But hey, man, if you're going to make me a new one, I'm definitely going to take it. Yeah, might as well. Um, it looks really good. It looks cool. Um, okay, so <clears throat> we do have um, an open beta for PS4 and Xbox One. I'm not 100% sure... Uh, when this starts. Um, so if you're interested, look into it. Uh, this is for the game Terra Online, which I've definitely um, I've definitely heard about this on uh, PC. Um, but yeah, it is, it's coming to the main consoles. It is a originally South Korean MMO. Um, I'm trying to get more info on it. Okay. MMORPG, there's a little bit more, um, it's like a real-time battle system, so it's a little bit more action than normal. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's definitely one to try out if uh, if, if you're going to be into that kind of thing. I mean, 
the PS4 is, um, has actually been pretty successful with MMOs, so um, it's not super surprising. I mean, they did, like, one of the launch titles was, uh, what was, uh, DC Universe. Um, so, there we go. Always take some more. And from what yeah. I've, I, I mean, I'm not an MMO fan, and I've heard of Terra Online, so that's a good sign. Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty cool. Um, we do have kind of interesting news from uh, Naughty Dog. Uh, Evan Wells actually was reporting that uh, Neil Druckmann is uh, moving on up, baby. So not only is he the creative lead on Last of Us Part Two, and he has been like one of the main creative forces for quite a while. Um, at least since what Uncharted Three. Um, I mean, he's been there. He's been at the company for a long time, but he's been relatively high up, at least since Uncharted Three, as far as I know. Um, but yeah, Neil Druckmann is is becoming full uh, like vice president of Naughty Dog. So make a real power place. And it's crazy because Neil Druckmann, uh, his story is the one where um, he like bothered the company for like months trying to get a QA job and they just would not let his ass in and uh, eventually he just I mean he, he persisted and he talked to the right people and everything and he eventually made his way in and uh, you know he's had a crazy career since then um, I think he was originally working on like some of the Jack and Daxter games when he first mm -hmm. started out so um, man he's like he's almost uh He's almost in charge, so it's really cool. And uh, I really liked all the games that he's worked on, and I think he's a great. Um, I think he's a great leader. Um, yeah. I haven't really. I mean, you know, I don't know too much about like the inner workings of the company, but uh, certainly the products that they put out under his guidance have been really amazing. Um, so I can't wait to see what that new position means for him and uh, what it's going to go on to mean for Naughty Dog. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, speaking of all these cool games coming to the Switch, uh, Game Maker Studio, um, the of the uh, you know the Game Maker software, um, they have actually reached a deal with Nintendo, and there is going to be a basically an export to Switch option under Game Maker Games. So I don't know, like. Nintendo's still being a little stringent with their marketplace, so I don't know how you'll get your game on that store. I don't know the process to, like, submit, like, here's my Switch game and that I made yeah. in Game Maker. But, um, you know, potentially Switch and Nintendo could be opening their store up for all of that, uh, you know, little more indie than indie options, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So that's really cool. Uh Especially for stuff like, I think really what this is for, at least for now, is here's some really popular games that were made in Game Maker, and Game Maker just can't work on Switch. Now it will. And they'll be able to just port those games over that we probably wouldn't have seen otherwise. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, so we've got two kind of, uh, well, they're both bad news, but with like a silver lining. Um, one, Days Gone is being delayed until 2019. Um, so that's, you know, it's one of those things like with all delays, it's kind of a disappointment that we won't be able to play this game sooner, but it's probably in the best interest of the game to get more time dedicated to it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other, and actually I remember uh, saying the reverse of this news story not long ago. Um, Drew Karpishin, uh, which is like a longtime Bioware writer. Uh, he's also written a lot of like Mass Effect novels and he worked on Knights of the Republic and he wrote some Knights of the Republic books. Um, he's leaving Bioware again after coming back last year. Um, his last job before he left um, the first time was working on the Old Republic MMO. And uh, he helped crank out a shit ton of content for that game. And then it was like, well, I'm going to go and he had like a, a, a trilogy of books that he was working on at the time and he wanted to be able to just dedicate his time to that. So that's what he did. Good for him. I'm glad yeah, he did. Good for him. Um, and actually, I love the books. <laughs> so uh, I've been following Drew Carbishan for a long time. I mean, he's the one who wrote like the the uh, books that really detailed like um, the Darth Bane trilogy. Um, which was the Sith Lord that decided that there was always yeah. just going to be two Sith. Um, he created the whole, like, Old Republic timeline. I mean, helped to create, I should say. Um, you know, he worked on KOTOR. He worked on, um, the, you know, Mass Effect um, 1, 2, and 3. He worked on the, the MMO. I mean, his career with Bioware is nuts. And... Um, you know, he came back for a little while. I'm not really sure what he worked on. And now he's leaving again. So apparently he wasn't super fulfilled in what he was doing. And I'm glad he's going to be a free agent. But it is like, there's been a mass exodus of people from Bioware again. There's been a second wave yeah. of mass exodus. Hmm. And it's like, well, how much does this company have left? Like, I'm really worried for Bioware. And I like, I've been talking about this a lot because it's one of my favorite companies. There's definitely a future where Bioware, like, this is like a Phoenix moment and they come back stronger than ever with, like, new talent, fresh perspective, new ideas, new IPs, um, doing things that they just weren't able to do before because of this this yeah. changeover of staff. But I'm really worried that what's going to happen instead is, uh, you know, EA told us to make the shitty game that was a dumb idea and now we're fucked, yeah. so our studio's closed. Like... If that happens, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, I've been defending EA for a really long time. If they fuck me on this, it's over, baby. So I let everything else go, but, uh, you know, not this time. Exactly. Exactly. I'll let you do a lot, but you can't say that about my mama. So, um, yeah, so both of those, you know, it's kind of, we'll, we'll have to wait and see on both of those news stories. Um, but I do want to end on a happy note. It's something that I kind of teased before, I guess. Um City Skylines is adding a Surviving Mars DLC. Uh, the Paradox Interactive family's sticking together here. Um, so basically, it's it's free DLC. Uh, it's also part of City Skylines' uh, three-year anniversary, which, um, you know, it, it was the most successful game to come from this company uh, at the time. I, I think it still is, actually. And, um, you know, it, it usurped the SimCity throne um, City Skylines is just amazing. I recommend it to anybody that likes city builders. Um, it's it's kind of my like waste time game. I play it a lot to just kind of like I'll go start a new city and you know get part way through and have some fun and then just kind of move on to the next thing. Um, it's very like chill. Um, keeps me low key. Like I play League of Legends a lot and that just like freaks me the fuck out. So City Skylines brings me back down. And uh, this this free DLC includes. Um, a new chirper, which is like your 
it's like a mix of Twitter and like a personal assistant. He like tells you what's going on in town and how you can like improve things and what your, um, like what your people are saying. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, he's kind of got like a, like a helmet and he's like in space. Um, so that's fun. And then, um, there's also a, uh, like a space shuttle launch facility, hmm. which is really cool. Um, so you can like, it'll like occasionally <laughs> launch a rocket. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's like really awesome. Uh, it's just a cool, like little subtle background thing to have. And I'm sure, you know, it, it provides some, uh, some like concrete benefits to your town to have it. Of course, it's like a high education job and all this stuff. So it's not just like, Hey, watch me like shoot a rocket every like yeah. 30 minutes of game time or whatever. Um, and then there's also going to be a new radio station, which is like radio Mars. Um, kind of a cool thing. Like they really dug into the music for some reason, like their radio, like they have a ton of DLCs that are radio based. I just never like get in like in games that I spend a lot of time like that. I have to listen to like podcasts or music or whatever. I can't just listen to the game soundtrack. So I don't even know how good their in game like radios yeah. are. Cause I just don't listen to them. Um, sorry, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they definitely put a lot of effort towards it, so I'm sure that's a really cool add-on for uh, people that are interested in that. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's the uh, that's the biggest news of the week. We're, of course, going to have to cover some of this, more in depth, uh, you know, yeah. again to get uh, Night Swarm's opinions. We're going to go a little bit more in-depth in some stuff. I left out a few things like roadmaps for certain games just because, like, with so much on the docket, I didn't want to, like talk about like player notes battlegrounds for example they have a whole roadmap yeah. that we're going to talk about next week um i mean a assuming that a big bunch of crazy news doesn't come out between then i guess um but yeah i mean overall i think uh there's not any uh, i mean other than surviving mars there's not any releases that have me super pumped and even that i'm probably going to yeah. maybe be a week or two late too um but yeah, the news, I mean, we're really gearing up for, like, E3 season. So, uh, definitely getting excited for that. Um, I hope they're, I, I hope that companies don't take this to heart and be like, oh, we have to reveal everything before E3. Because I like to yeah, see the leave, reveal. leave some stuff for E3, I mean, come on. Uh, on screen. Exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, we'll just have to wait it, wait it out definitely. and see what they do. But, uh... Overall, I'm feeling good. I mean, this is this looks like it's gonna be another really good year for games. All right. So yeah, of course, uh, no Kesari, thanks for joining me. A lot of stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, people can. Yeah, people can catch you yes. on uh, Twitter. Um, are you still? Uh, do you, Do you have your? Uh, yeah, it's Twitter still Kesaria. So. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, yep, PlayStation that's, Network. That's that the one on. I'm really hoping to be able to um, change my name. Everything else is good. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sure that's coming. Oh, I mean, they better. They, they At really this point, they better. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, yeah. Um, of course, you can always try to keep up with us at uh, pretty much, I mean, go to social media and look for Mammoth Games, Inc. We probably exist in some capacity pretty much everywhere. Um, potentially uh, looking at changing up the podcast a little bit um we've been trying to have like some certain topics that we cover if there's not enough uh news or releases or anything so um 
we'll, we'll just have to see how that goes. Um, possibly going to be moving to a new platform. Uh, we've been on Podbean, and uh, I actually got contacted by someone that said, hey, I see that you have this podcast. How would you guys like to um, move over to this new platform, save a little bit of money, join a new up-and-coming platform? That seems pretty cool, so uh, potentially check that out. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to look into how that all works, but, uh, you know, we're always open for um, any kind of uh, listener feedback, um, you know, opinions, any kind of changes you would like to see made. Um, you know, if there's something specific, like if you want, like, give me a monthly update on what's going on in WoW. We can look into that kind of stuff if there's something that our fans are really into. Um, you know, we'd be more than happy to share. So, um, yeah, of course, social media, you know, message us on Facebook, uh, direct message on Twitter, or just email us directly at mammothgamesinc at gmail.com and let us know what's going on. And, uh, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, we should hopefully be back to a semi-normal schedule next week. <laughs>